Hello. I'm Al, and I'm here with my cousin, Daniel Dunbar. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and this is another More About Jesus podcast. I guess I'm calling this one episode six. I guess that, yeah, uh, this would be. Yeah, we're on yeah, episode six. So I, I, I had to double check because I'm like, are you serious? Like six? Because we only do every other week, right? Yeah. And so, but we're getting to that point where, I don't know. So almost, the season is moving along. Almost professional. <laughs> Did you get snow in Edmonton? No, we didn't. Did you guys hang out hammered? Not hammered, but it was enough of a storm. It was really sucky. Yeah. Like yeah. we had uh, the first day of it was kind of warm and it got melty and it got crusty. And then the next day was the kind of super cold, windy. So now you're scraping snow on some kind of chunky ice and it's just terrible. I, yeah. I don't like winter. <laughs> Not at all. My friends all in the States are like, oh, I'm so jealous of you. I'm like, well, you can come take all the snow you want. Man. That's right. Come come shovel my walkway. You'll see, we'll see, let's see how fast you are, are uh, jealous of us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is the More About Jesus podcast. I didn't really say that, did I? I guess I might have done it. I think we did. And uh, we're doing this tonight for the first time live on YouTube. So if you're listening to us today, um, actually, you know what? Our most It's almost half and half Spotify and Apple right now for our people listening. But Apple pulled ahead. So if you're interested in, in that race of... Uh, Spotify users get get up there because uh, you're gonna you're you're losing your lead. <laughs> dun, dun, there's no dun. there's no giveaways. <laughs> but anyways, we're doing this live so that you could join in because we're gonna watch your chat as we do our discussion and all that stuff. And uh, but before we do that, you were you've been doing some rentals in your house, right? This week. Yeah, over the last over the last uh, let's see last weekend, uh, Jacob and Jacob and myself have been doing a little bit of renovations. Um, Brandy moved out of the barbershop uh, that she was working at. She was working for a Tommy Guns in Kingsway Mall, and um, they were cutting her hours from like forty a week down to twenty four hours a week to try to cut costs. And she's like twenty four hours a week. If I was doing that at home, um, I'd be making more money. And and quite frankly, it'd be a lot less stressful than having to go yeah. down there and stuff like that. I mean, she absolutely loved like 95% of the coworkers that are down there and the people that were there. Um, and she would go back in a heartbeat, really, she would. Uh, but with some things that are going on in her house as well, and yeah, she just wanted to be at home more so she can look after that and take care of that because we're not quite done parenting, so... That's well, then there's who's what's that five percent then? So if it was 95 percent, they're getting okay. Yeah, there's well, there's one that she doesn't like working with, but okay. you're always going to have that one co worker, right? So that would mean there's I'm trying to figure out the math. Well, I would just throw out 95 percent, but out of oh, like okay. out of like the eight, you're like a football player that's like 110 percent, <laughs> like yeah, they make up 
One hundred thousand percent. Yeah, it's not. It's not like all the people. Is okay. There's one. No. So uh, in reality, then it's like maybe ten percent. You know. So not. She <laughs> no, likes ninety percent. I was close. I was rounding up just for good measure. There you go. <laughs> is that a chain, Tommy Guns, or is that just an Edmonton thing, or like one one of a kind place? No, it's it's a chain. They have they have like lots of those. Uh, but usually you'll have them. like um, for this one, like this. Uh, the owner owned two two of the franchises here like so only two of the barbershops so there are quite a few more barbershops here but this owner owned two of them so they're kind of on the rise i yeah. uh i was going to one for a while when i had a bit of hair but now i just do the same <laughs> as you and zip it all down yeah well they, so, the other yeah, thing is I that brandy pay. brandy can actually shave my head with a straight blade Oh, nice. And that's awesome. I love it. I got too many bumps and stuff. I'd be bleeding all over the place. Nope. No, they take care. Because I've, yeah. got, I've got like a giant like uh, uh, mole or something on the back of my head. And she doesn't hit it at all. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get up to 1,000 subscribers, <clears throat> Daniel will show you the bump on the back of his head. That's right. That's right, and hopefully I haven't. I, hopefully I haven't, you know, carved it off on a car or something like that that day. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to business. I'm not fooling around. We're still working through the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, it's been good. We kind of did one of the Beatitudes the first time, and then we've been kind of trying to do two. But we're honestly not just, we're not rushing through stuff. We're going to let this take us where it has to go, and uh, we'll see where it goes. So right now we're on verse 8, Matthew chapter 5, and I'll just start reading from the New Living again. Um, this one is pretty good. Uh, God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. Now, again, the common one I've grew up with was um, the pure in heart. Yeah. That's what I'm used to hearing. And uh, I have lots of ideas on this, but I don't know, like, what what were you thinking initially when you were on this? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the message one was. Uh, usually I have it pulled up on my phone, but this time for the live stream, my phone is actually right there. <laughs> being used as a camera because my usual camera, which is awesome, but it shuts off after 30 minutes all the time. So I didn't want to have to be fiddling with it. So I don't have the message one, but um, do you have I'll it pulled it up? up? Um, yeah, I'll get it. Yes, I don't. Um, one, uh, like, so I have a question about that. What does it mean to be pure in heart anyway? What is it? Uh, how do we get a pure heart? Yeah. Is that a thing we can get? Is it a thing we have? Is it a thing we will can get but may never get? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, just a second. My laptop is freaking out on me. Yeah, I just saw that. That's all right. Um, okay, I'll look it up. I opened my manga for a second, but it's not that. Anyways, the one thing, I'll keep talking while Daniel does his awesomeness. It's all right. This is why we live stream. And now when we post the uh, actual podcast, uh, that can be edited out. <laughs> edited it out. There we go. My computer was unplugged. 
Oh, dang. I don't <laughs> so I was like, your battery is running low, 10%. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I thought it was plugged. Nope. I had unplugged it to plug a heater in. <laughs> Heaters are the worst. Because we live in Canada, by the way. That's right. Stupid Canada. It's like minus whatever, windy and wintry today. And really windy today. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. If you read it in the message, actually it has a really good, I you know I have a message Bible too, but that's. I got it here. Yeah. Um, it sort of describes what like your pure of heart might be. Uh, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Yeah. I that actually has a bit of like, cause so when I looked up some of the, some of the, the words here, the, the word heart there mm -hmm. could mean your, your, your blood pump, but it also could most likely means like it goes both ways. It's, a, it's one of those things again. Yeah. Your, your essence of who you are, your life force or whatever, like yeah, uh, all of who you are in tune with God. Yeah, and I like that's, that, that I think that's more what they're talking about right there, right? And and yeah, we had, we had we had actually this this was a, a a good example of what had happened with with us over this last week. So because mm -hmm. um um for those who know, those who don't know, anyway, um two weeks ago we had to put down our cat, right? And then and it was very very sudden. And at the same time, Brandy's hours were getting cut. And and there was stuff going on at home that she felt that she needed to be at home for anyway. So there was a lot of stress going on in our in our house and everything else. So she was breaking down actually. Like like really starting to break down to the point that I thought she might go off the deep end. And I know she's watching, so <laughs> we're going to have a discussion about this later too. But um, she said it's okay if I share this. Uh, and yeah, there was, there was, she was, she was really thinking that, that um, there was some, um, yeah, she, she was just not doing well. And it wasn't until she actually started uh, listening to worship music and and getting back into into the Bible and reading it and praying, and she was doing that. That uh, oh, computers doing weird things in the background. That's for the fuzziness. So she was doing some uh, more soul searching and getting her heart right with God, and then all of a sudden, she had the peace. She had. She was seeing God in the outside world when her inside world finally shaped up, right? As as we were mm -hmm. saying there, so like, and that's why when when I read the message, when I'm like, this is a practical example of exactly what's going on in our life right now, and and she had even said that 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 was that that, that was what it was, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's amazing how many times in my life I've had, you know, thing I'm working through Bible-wise or reading for whatever reason line up with what I'm dealing with. Yeah. It's, it can't be a fluke, that's for sure. 
That's awesome. Okay, one thing I was thinking um, from a biblical standpoint for sure is uh, creating me a clean heart. So David, I think, was on this when he was writing that psalm too. Ah. And renew a right spirit within me. So uh, that, uh, that was something he knew had to happen in his relationship. So sometimes... It is just a practical thing that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for David, whatever he was doing was probably music, and his music even calmed like the the demon in King Saul. And yeah, and but it was not just the music; it was the words, and it was the it was the heart. The it was the spirit of God in in David, right? Because he was he was uh, moved from by the spirit from the time he was anointed. Yeah, and um, I think. In our lives, it's going to be different, but the same, the same process. Like, like we we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Like, especially thinking about that psalm, because that we sing this song too with the "Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me," <laughs> which David said because he had seen it happen. Right, like he had seen King Saul, who was. Uh, uh, he had the spirit upon him and, and he prophesied and did all those things and was God's anointed, but mm-hmm. God took the spirit away from him. Yeah. And then it went on to David. And so, I mean, if we read the Old Testament, it's everywhere. It's, it's the spirit fell upon, fell upon. It never was indwelling until, till Acts. And yeah, until, until, until um, the day of Pentecost. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I I've always kind of held that. It seems obvious to me anyway. But I don't know. I've, I've talked to other preachers and people about it, and they don't believe that. But yeah, it, it seems logical to me that David uh, understood that way because he had seen it leave King Saul. Huh. But for us, we have the Spirit with us as a seal, and there's a permanence there. It doesn't come and go. We aren't always under control of the spirit. I like to think of it as a glass. Um, if, if my body is, is a glass or a tumbler or whatever, mm. and if I have it full of half full of rocks of my own junk and garbage, there's only so much room for the water of the Holy spirit in that glass. Yeah. And the more room I make for the Holy spirit, there's more water. Oh, that's a good analogy. Because, because it's not, um, it's so the filling of the spirit in the sense uh, I've seen is not a, an occurrence or an excitement or a, a th- or a, an event. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's sanctification. It's me allowing the spirit to have more room. Mm. Um. So I don't know. Like, so I'm sort of torn on this whole, because part of me still believes that, uh the work on the cross and what Christ did for me made me pure and made me holy. And I I still believe that, but there's still this other element of keeping my heart pure and working on things that get in the way of what God wants to do. Yeah. I mean, because otherwise you have, you know, where it's, you know, okay, I'm a Christian now, so I can do whatever I want. You don't want that attitude either, right? Because it's like, well, God, you know, I believe that, yeah. you know, I 
believe that Jesus was born of a virgin and that he lived on the earth that was God indwelt. God became flesh through, through Mary. He died on the cross for our sins uh, and then was raised again on the third day, right? That's, what you, that's the core beliefs, as all it says, that you have to believe. There's no sinner's prayer within the Bible when you actually read it. There is actually no sinner's prayer. It's yeah. just, no, you just we believe made that up. We made that up, right? Exactly. And so there is no actual sinner's prayer. Surprise, surprise, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. The only sinner's prayer in, her, in the Bible is uh, either either at the very beginning or at the very end of the Bible that somebody else had added in, not actually um, by by Paul or anybody like that. And that computer, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, and so with that... Then if we're, because if we think that, well, Jesus paid for all my sins all at once, I can do whatever I want. I could just go back to him every time and, and ask for forgiveness and he'll forgive me, which he will. But that's still like a wrong attitude to have because that's not you being a Christian. That's not you being Christ-like, mm-hmm. right? That's not you being more like Jesus, right? That's That's not what it's about. It's, it, this is a daily, hourly, you know, every morning you wake up, it's like, oh God, yeah, forgive me for everything I'm going to do today. And then when you go to bed, yeah, God, forgive me for everything that I did today. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping short accounts. That's something I wrote in my notes that when I was first reading this, and that's something I've strived for. So it's not about, uh, it's more about confession than it is about perfection. We're mm-hmm. trying to I just don't wait so long. And that's something I had to learn in practical terms too. Like I, when I was younger and I made a mistake, I wanted to feel guilty and almost like a form of penance. I should mope for at least two days or a week Hmm. about how bad I am and uh, feel guilty. It's almost like a price I have to pay or some crazy thing. But no, you got to keep short accounts and just deal with it right away as soon as you can. And because God's available for that, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, more about confession than perfection. That's for sure. I mean, if if someone really believes that they're they're made perfect, I mean, I'm made perfect in God's sight. He loves me, but I'm not. In practical terms, perfect. Heck no. Oh, heck no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's right. You're little, not perfect, Al. You're def- you definitely. That's, that's a little delusional. <laughs> I, on the other hand. Yeah. I'm totally not perfect. Be like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we'll do is get our wives on the stream once to talk about that. <laughs> They, they 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 can attest to how imperfect we actually are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't take very long. <laughs> All right. Um, one other question about this for sure I have. Yeah. Is uh, the the answer. So if we're pure in heart, what will happen? We will see God. What does that I, mean? I, so in this, what is the... In the message there, it was like, you will see God in the outside world. Outside world. Yeah. And I had a really good, awesome thought about that um, in the fact that one of the books that I read, 
uh, while I was while I was getting ready for my worship studies course. Um, uh, I can't, well, I can't remember who it was. It was a really great quote though, and he was like, "So every and, and the quote basically says, every bush is a fire with God's presence, right? Every tree." And then when he started thinking about that, because it's not just like the burning, bu- you know, sort of like the burning bush. He's like, actually, the whole world, all of creation is always celebrating God because it yeah. is. It's in communion with him all the time. And we're not, right? We have to be tuned for that. Um, and so, and when he started really thinking about that and really delving into it, um, then one day he was out for a walk and all of a sudden he was noticing like light coming from leaves and trees and birds. And it wasn't long. It didn't last very long, but all of a sudden he was like, he was noticing God's glory coming from uh, the created world, right? The created outside world. And he was like, oh, this is what this means. And he's like, I've rarely seen it since he said, but it was like at that one moment where right, he was just like, in a park and he sat there and he was reflecting on it and God just opened his eyes for like a brief minute. And he was like, I understand now what that, what that saying actually means that every bush is a fire with God's presence. So maybe, maybe that might be it. I got a, I I wrote about it um, this week, an experience I had that kind of ties in because I, uh, I, um, I'm finding my way back to being uh, a worshiper in the sense of being around Christians and singing songs of praise and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a really amazing group of magicians. It sounded like I said magicians. Magicians. Well, well, yeah. Musicians (laughs) at the Four Square Church here. Uh, One of which is, I think, one of the most amazing people I've ever seen. Uh, not in the sense that I mean, he has he has a one he has the best voice I've ever heard and plays guitar. He does all the things and he's just a beautiful person. But he's actually really just a nice person too, like very loving, very supportive. He's he's all the things. Hmm. Anyways, I I go not just to see him, but I go. I went to. Uh, make a stab at finding my way back to uh, having a connection there because I part of that's broken in me right now. Uh, but I also went to be with my wife because she needed that night to go, and it was a really good worship night. Mm. But I saw God. I went there with good intentions. I went. I I saw God in in a few things. The first thing was in this young man um, reaching out to me, and and I felt that he cared. Because we've known each other, he knows I play guitar and all that and stuff. And I, I felt um, that I was ready and honest enough to tell him that, hey, I'm not doing so well in regards to this. He's like, you still playing guitar? I'm like, not really. I actually haven't really touched my guitar in like two years, mm-hmm. and that saddened him. But he didn't judge me or it wasn't weird. And so that level of acceptance and love from him, in that I saw God, mm. and. Then there was another friend there, as we were there early. Um, it's a neighbor. He lives down the street, and he attends this Foursquare Church as well. Nice guy. We just had a general talk. But as the evening progressed, and near the end of the night, like he has three daughters, like little, cute little, amazing daughters. 
And he danced the whole last song with one of his daughters. Mm-hmm. She had a little frilly dress on and she was so cute. And he danced with her and I saw God in that. There was a purity to it. There was a love in it. And early on that evening, he was talking about how awesome it is to have daughters and he's how lucky he was to have them. He loved them. And, mm-hmm. and I've heard a lot of crap stories lately from people. And I've been dealing with a lot of stress and things from other people and their junk. Yeah. And seeing that was like a healing thing. So watching him dance with his daughter, I cried. I, I, the tears came and I was blessed. And I saw God in that stuff. That's awesome. To me, that was... And then when I read this, I'm like, okay, well, that... Um, I guess I was in tune with what God was doing, but I had to see it. I had to allow myself to see this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I had to just give me a notification for that. Oh, fun things. My OBS disconnected and reconnected. Uh, Ah, I don't know how that's going (laughs) to. Okay, good. Yeah, zero I saw it just, frames. It just, it, just blo- it just blipped there for a second. Okay, good. We'll blame it on the snowstorms. Anyway, that's what I got with that. Uh, and that song created me a clean heart. So I, I think that's what it, I think we've kind of covered that because that's really what, I don't think it's a thing that happens and you're done. No. Like yeah. We, it, we can emphasize that. It's something we have to work at. Yeah, because I mean, like, like daily you sin, daily you have to pick up your cross, daily you have to die with Christ, and 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 you know, die to yourself, right? Die to your self interests, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Actually, my brother sent me a uh, this little this little um, light of mine. I wish <laughs> uh, Tozer. You know Tozer is AJ. Yeah, yeah. A W A W A W Tozer. Yeah, A W Tozer because he's you know doing doing a thing on uh, he, he himself is <laughs> he said he was like oh, there's some stuff about the Beatitudes that he wrote in 1948 or something like that. This is oh like, wow. Like, and, I should check that. Out. Yeah, and actually I've got it I've got it pulled up here and I'll read it off. And I was like a fairly accurate description of the human race might be furnished might be furnished one unacquainted with it by taking the Beatitudes, turning them wrong side out and saying, here is your human race. For the exact opposite of the virtues in the Beatitudes are the very qualities which which distinguish human life and conduct. In the world of men, we find nothing approaching the virtues of which Jesus spoke in the opening words of the famous Sermon on the Mount. Instead of poverty of spirit, we find the rankest of pride. Instead of mourners, we find pleasure seekers. Instead of meekness, arrogance. Instead of hunger after righteousness, we hear men saying, I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. Instead of mercy, we find cruelty. Instead of purity of heart, we have corrupt imaginings. Instead of peacemakers, 
we find men quarrelsome and resentful. Instead of rejoicing in mistreatment, we find people fighting back with every weapon at their command. Still rings true today. Yeah. Like that was written 65 years ago, 67, 60, 65, 60, uh, see, 48 to 2060. Oh, geez, longer than that. Wow. I'm old. I'm really old. <laughs> Tozer, he's, he's always been one of my favorites. But it's like you got to, some of those old guys you got to read in chunks. Just like E.M. Bounds about prayer. Uh, you read like a maybe a half a paragraph and then you got to stop and pray. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, I can't read, I can't read a chapter. I'm like, what am I doing right now? I should be praying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, forgive me. <laughs> I messed well, up really again. <laughs> I think we could cover uh, verse nine yet tonight. Sure. I've got it pulled up is, here in the NIV. In, in, I think in, straightforward. In, in the analog version. <laughs> analog. <laughs> That's funny. I'll read it there, and then we'll look at other stuff. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Yeah, and then what is the New Living says, work for peace. Those who work for peace. Mm-hmm. Sons of God. And then, of course, they change to the children of God. So this takes out the... Cause, uh, the, the patriarchal sense of it? Yeah. Because we, we want to be a little more egalitarian about it. Yeah, dang right. <laughs> That's funny. Bluster you when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. Mm -hmm. That's when you discover you really are and your place. What? Who you really are and your place in God's family. That adds a whole nother dynamic. Yeah. I guess children of God means we're all children. So like, so that is a, I think, important. Mm -hmm. So Rachel always, Knight in the in the chat says peace. So many people want it, and too few are willing to work for it. Mm. It is something you have to work for, isn't it? Yeah, you do. I mean, because I mean, our human nature is to be like fight, fight or flight is like is like human nature. Yeah, right? maybe and, some more than others. Some people, yeah are more uh, attuned to not being such a fighter. Yeah, yeah. But so, I, lo I love fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's in my nature. So, you know, try, trying to make peace at work, trying to make peace uh, in your household, trying to make peace yeah. uh, everywhere, right? And, you know, driving to work, you know, n not cutting people off, not being a jerk driver or something like mm -hmm. that. Allowing other people to cut in front of you, right? And, and you know, allowing that to happen or being nice like that. That's being a peacemaker. That's, right? Take, take, taking an apprentice and show him what he's doing wrong, right? A coworker, something like that. And, and try explaining things and, you know, not just at each other's throat, 
at yeah. work, right? It makes for a peaceful area. It makes for a peaceful workplace, right? And yeah, that's saying you're sorry. That's like actually sorry. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's one way to deflate it. I know that in like in it sure makes peace in a marriage. <laughs> you know, absolutely. It's like the it's yeah. I'm sorry, dear. I was wrong. That's like that's the saving yeah. grace that men can say. Yeah, but then maybe the next day it's like you know what. I think we were both wrong or whatever. I was probably too grumpy or whatever. Yeah. And it, but at least we're working towards peace instead of just holding our ground. Yeah. My my wife in the chat says keeping the peace but should it be at all costs. Ooh. <clears throat> now which chat are you reading? That's what I'm just questioning. YouTube chat? Really? Mine's not updating. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, well. I have it because I'm on OBS. Uh, gotcha. It's okay. I could relay it. That's fine. Yeah. No, I was just trying But to you say. don't have to answer that because it only came up on mine. So I have to answer that hard question, I guess. <laughs> Should it be at all? No. Well, I don't know. See, that's why I have trouble. I'm a Mennonite by culture slash heritage. Mm-hmm. But not really. I'm not an Anabaptist. Yeah, yeah. But I've always held to a, uh, what do they call it? I'm a pacifist. Yep. If if I was conscripted into the army, I would not t- take a gun and kill people. Yeah. I would I would go if they, I had to go and help people on the, you know, I'd try to save people. Yeah. One of our whatever, grandfathers I, did that. Yeah, I'd refuse to go and shoot people. Yeah. Now that might ring probably uh, well, it might offend people to be honest. I know that uh we just had Veterans Day mm-hmm. in the states and for us it's uh Remembrance, remember, Day. Remembrance Day, which <laughs> is remembering remember November November. <laughs> and one thing I didn't know uh it was in the states that they fought for the president at the time, can't remember his name, Eisenhower, fought for them to keep the holiday on the 11th because they wanted to change it to every Monday. Like, they changed all the other holidays to Mondays. Yeah. But that one, they couldn't change. He's like, no, it's like the 11th is when the war ended, and we can't forget. Yeah. That, that made sense. Yeah, that, that would totally make sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look, so, at it, you look at every other country that fought in the war— the 11th is, they they hold that special, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the so, American, Americans just wanted a, a, another long weekend, right? <laughs> so pacifists will always get told, like, well, what if, you know, what what if if the world just lay down and let Hitler walk all over the world? Yeah. Like, so what did, they had to do it, right? Yeah. Well, and you, I, even, I, you even look at, like, say, like, David. He wasn't a pacifist. Far oh, from heck it. Heck no. He couldn't even build a temple because his uh he was covered in blood. That's right. So um Jesus never killed anybody, but he sure chased him out of the temple. So yeah. But not, that's see, that's yeah, I guess that not, wasn't very peaceful, was it? Um not very peaceful, but he wasn't a peacemaker with uh he was a peacemaker the, in the uh, fact that he wasn't allowing the robbery of the sacrifice. 
right? Because they were overcharging or whatever for the mm-hmm. sacrifice that people were able to make and, and until his until he died and, and made the ultimate sacrifice. But until then, he needed to be, he needed to do that. Um, like like he drove them out because they were ripping people off. Yeah. They were making it a business and it wasn't supposed to be a business. This is, you know, imagine if, you know, and I know a lot of people would be like, well, the church is always asking for money and yeah, it's true, but we're not ripping people off. We're asking, we're not demanding that if you attend our church, you have to give us, you know, a 10% of your, of, of whatever you make. Nobody's demanding that. Well, some do, but in a, well, in an offhanded way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, well, it just depends whether or not you like having lights and and heat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go meet in the park, city park outside on a bench, then we can do that for free. That's right. That's right. Twenty below. And if and if you want somebody that actually like studies <laughs> studies all week long, you know, to make sure that whatever he does to teach you is correct, well, you need to compensate him for his time. And if you yeah. also want that person to go around and to counsel people within your church who are broken, who are hurting, who are sick, you know, visiting the people and you know, he needs to be compensated for that time. Mm-hmm. So, and that's who we call pastors or shepherds. So, yeah. But then I'm I'm just trying to wrap my brain around. I'm thinking about Jesus with, okay, we we use the example of the cleaning the temple out, but also he wasn't very peaceful with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Like the religious leaders, he he was scathing all the time. And that's not very peaceful. Like, he didn't try to make peace with them. He's like, come on, you guys. I'm just trying my best here. Like, just... No, he laid into them. He's like, yeah, you're all whitewashed tombs. You're... Yeah. Yeah, your death warmed over. You're horrible. Like, what are you doing, you guys? And, and he showed them up all the time. He'd read their minds and just, like, make them look like idiots. Yeah. I love that. I wish I could do that. You just read their thoughts and then just, yeah, 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 I know what you're thinking, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Caught caught us again. And that's this, and that's the scary thing is that I think that when Jesus does come back, he's going to rip into, into Christians and churches the hardest first. (laughs) All of us. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, and it's like, I really don't want that to happen. So I, that's, that's, that's really the, the main point of this podcast is the fact that we're trying to be more like Jesus so that when he does come back, he doesn't look at us and say, you stupid idiots, out, get out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't even know, know you. you. I, you know, yeah. that, that is the scariest thing I think that, that can happen is like you think that you have you know, done it right, even though it's not by works, as Paul had said, right? That it's only by grace. Mm-hmm. It's only by Jesus. It's only by the mercy and grace of God through Jesus that, that, that we can enter, uh, that we, that we can be called his children. Right. And then I don't want to be like one of those people who's like, ah, oh, yeah, but Jesus, I was like, I led worship for you. Do I, I did podcasts yeah. for you. I, I did this, I did this. And, and then I don't want Jesus to be like, yeah, but I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that would suck because then it's like, 
everything, everything is gone because that's at the ultimate judgment. And it's just like, I don't know who you are. Get out of here. You're not welcome in the kingdom. That's the scary. Well, we're, we're seeing your heart for why we're even doing this podcast right now. Yeah. This is why we connected because it's serious stuff for us. We're like, we really want to follow the ways of Jesus. I really want to take these things he's saying. And when he says, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, it's a reminder that that's our business. That's, our, that's what we're here for. We're the agent of change in the world. We're not, the world's not going to change without the Jesus followers making that change. Yeah. So what are we learning tonight? Like we're learning how to be pure in heart, uh, to have the best of intentions and keep short accounts. And we're, we're learning how to be peacemakers, but that doesn't mean that we stand down from a fight when there's one that needs to happen. Like, like for me, I wasn't a peacemaker about what I believe about, about, uh, women having equal rights in a church. I'm still gonna fight for that. And I don't feel like I'm being a warmonger because of it. No, and yeah, that's just it. We we need to be able to stand up for things, right? And not feel condemned or like we're going to be like part of cancel culture or something like that. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. for standing up for equal rights for all races and creeds, right? And, and sexes yeah. and everything, right? For people, um, yeah. Humans that yeah. Jesus loves. There is one human race. Yeah. There is one human race. And like mm-hmm. even... Um, like even, even, uh, cause William Shatner went up in, in the blue origin rocket, right? Mm-hmm. So they finally sent captain Kirk back up. I saw that. And all the guys with them had red suits on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully wait they a minute. They made it, they, they made it back. They made it back. But one of the things that he said when he came back in an interview was like, this planet is so fragile. And we as people are so fragile. We should stop all the fighting and just, cool. you know, we're, there is one, only one human race. And only somebody who has actually broken through the veil of, of our atmosphere can actually probably say that. That they yeah, understand. That's, understand. The first astronauts said that stuff too. Like it was, that's when they started believing in God. Yeah. Cause he said, like, when, when they went up, is like when you cross over the threshold into outer space there is a small little thin layer that you actually go through this thin veil you pierce that through and then you are in space and you can actually it's the atmosphere and you can actually see the earth below and you heavens and 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 all the stars and everything else above that and it's just it was just awe awe inspiring and and striking and just wow well, I didn't really care be. to do that until now. Now the way you describe it, now I'm going to start saving up. <laughs> <laughs> How many Amazon books do I have to buy before I can finally get a ticket? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been in Amazon for like at least five years now. Come on, well, I should have Bezos. at least half a ticket, right? <laughs> we have to uh, uh, mention a couple more chat things here. My wife says I believe there are times when we need to speak up but not when it's something we selfishly want, but when we are standing up for something Jesus wants us to stand up for. Mm. I could not agree more. 
And then your wife says, Jesus went to the Father for wisdom, and we need to seek the same wisdom in times. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's that, our wives keeping us real. Yeah, I know. I like, they're pretty smart, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I discuss everything about what we're going to be talking on the week with my wife because she's done a lot of studies and hermeneutics and, and, and the Bible is a story and stuff, and she really loves biblical history. So, One of the best things about a marriage is when you finally get to the point where uh, you realize that a different perspective is actually the best thing for you. Yeah. Like it's not butting heads. It's it's a collaboration, and that would be to me that it has to happen in the church. I think that we all need each other. I even wrote a series on it a while back. Well, I think I even when I had an older podcast, I did it um, talking about how we need the differences in a church. So you are from we we're gonna say that too because I'm more. Not conservative, but I have a very fundamentalist background, and you go to a vineyard church. Yes, and so there's a there's going to be differences. We're going to think differently, and that's I think the way it should be. Yeah, I think that in any given community, um, like to use Paul's analogy of the body, the eye, the hand, the whatever. I think, I think that in a in a the the spirit gifts people in the community. And there might be one eyeball in one and one be one one eyeball in another church. I mean, I'm just this is just me winging it. I'm not. <laughs> it's just a theory. I don't. This is not. I don't. I'm not saying Paul meant this. Yeah. But what makes us think that the way we segregate ourselves in churches is the way God intended? It's not. Yeah. How can we expect to be doing what God calls us to do and peacemakers when we refuse to work together when we're all so different and even respect each other even like there's people who flat out will say catholics aren't christians yeah like what what makes you what makes them say what what makes how can you be so arrogant as to say that or i'm not going to that wackadoodle church because they raise their hands and sing rock music and do stuff i'm uncomfortable with or why would I go to your dead church where all the people stand around with their hands in their pockets? Whatever. We're all different. We're all yeah. going to have different things. And it, I think the peacemaker that's following the Holy Spirit and doing what Jesus wants would be us trying to work together. And that's why yeah. I like that kindred thing is, you know, it's a more lively worship thing, but they really want to bring all the churches together for a night of worship every month. Exactly. What a beautiful thing. So I don't know. It's it seems like it's an impossible task, but I don't know. I think it's vital. And I don't think that we will see the kingdom of God moving forward in an awesome way in our communities until the churches learn to work together. I'm not saying we have to all get one big giant building and all worship together. I'm just saying we we can collaborate a lot more than we are. Yeah, I mean, there the, we we all have slightly different viewpoints. As long as we keep the main thing, the main thing, you know, and that was Jesus was the Son of God. He died for all of our sins, mm-hmm. and he was raised again, and he's coming back again one day. Right? God came down. Yeah. 
God came to earth to, to fix us, to help us, to heal us, to be, you know, because, I mean, when God created the earth, he did it so that he can have community with us, right? He created the mm-hmm. earth and the heavens and everything else as our playground, and then he created us. Like, he created the playground, and then he created us so that we could we can enjoy it with him. And now it's, now it's, you know, in order to fix that, he had to actually, you know, going back to Abraham, Abram at the time, and the covenant that he had with him, he had, God had to atone for that covenant by sacrificing himself. And he did that through Jesus. Oh. And that's how we can now have community once again with God. And so, yeah, it is, it is very important that we do, you know, cause Jesus, like, like, uh, like my wife had, had said in the chat, it's like you, we have to, Jesus went back to God for counsel. And so we have to do the same thing. Right. I mean, we've yeah, got on the regular. Yeah. And we've got like, what, 66 books in the Bible we can go to. So you will find something in there that will help you. But not Song of Solomon unless you're like 21 or older. Yeah, or something like that, I guess. So 65 <laughs> books of the Bible. And, and oh, yeah. I guess we can sort of get rid of numbers. Because oh. that's all just like numbers. Just do a quick skim of that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like 64 no. books. Okay, so we're whittling it down here. It's like, you know what? If you read the Gospels and Acts, I think it'll be pretty good for the most part. That'll get you about seventy to eighty percent of the way. Hey, there. sometimes I know you know what I, I I believe in all the Bible, all scriptures God breathed. But oh, yeah, there's sometimes I'm reading like mostly in Gospels right now. I I read a verse or two verses. And I'm like, that's all I need. That's really, yeah. I'm never gonna get that. If yeah. I could just work on this for now, I think I'll have a good life. I think I'll be happy with how I've done. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we just try to gather all the information, you know, like mm-hmm. we, I mean, it's good, like get our kids to memorize all the scripture and stuff, but uh, if they're not, if they don't know how to live it and if we haven't shown them how to live it, then yeah, it's just a bunch of information. And then it's, and then it becomes hollow. If we haven't shown how to yeah. live it, then it just becomes hollow. And, and then they see that and they're like, forget it. This is hollow. I'm not, I'm not into that. Right. Okay. So. Before we say goodbye, what's our last word on this? What's 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 one thing you want to take from this discussion uh, into the next couple of weeks, and or into, I guess, uh, your workplace? I know for me, I'm working at seeing God. I am. I mean, I think I really do. Th- believe in keeping short accounts with God and I try to do that but I I don't always do the best and I like to mope a bit when I'm not feeling well so I'm trying to uh, regain focus a bit Um, which I think is what I'm taking from this whose hearts are pure like I it's more about my intentions in my daily like just focusing in the beginning of the day but Mm. I think the one thing I want to grab the most is about this uh, working for peace. I want to, I I want to not be so much of a fighter in the sense of always standing up for things, but but seek peace when I as much like work for it. Yeah. 
between Christians or between everyone. I mean, there are st- I mean, I'm not. I mean, I there's there's things that there's people I can't make peace with until they repent. Mm. In my life right now, like there's people that have gone their own way and caused a lot of hurt to a lot of people, and I'm not gonna go beg them for to make peace. But um, I think I can do lots still to get better at that, making peace with and spreading the message of peace, like how how we can get along. Like like I kind of passionately kind of went off the preaching rails there. I, I really think the church needs to get together on these things. Yeah. I think for myself, it's the it's the peacemaker. Um, being more intentional about about uh, in in the workplace, especially, and in mm-hmm. even at church. Um, what? Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's you know, and one of my other discord groups that I'm a part of and stuff like that. There's one rule on there. It's like, don't be a dick. Yeah. So I, I just, you know, that's a good rule for life, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> don't be a jerk. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's completely. Sometimes that's, that's, that's a, all you need to be told. Yeah. To and say, that's, listen, and that's, just, that's a good place to start. And it's like, yeah. you know, no bad, no bad mouthing coworkers, no bad mouthing customers, no bad, bad mouthing, uh, or bad gossiping, I guess you'd yeah. say, um, uh, fellow Christians and, and other church leaders and stuff, right? Like, like really taking that to heart and, and see how it changes your heart towards them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess a good, a good way to do it is like anytime I want to do that, I should actually just pray for them and see how that changes my heart. Yeah, start with that. Yeah. It's well, got to start in the good. heart, right? As well, an Enneagram 5, uh, I try to do everything by my head, but, you know, I got to start looking at my heart too, so. Huh. Hey, we could do a whole thing on Enneagram, so I like that stuff. <laughs> Idiot grams. I mean, Enneagram. Something, whatever they want to call it. Like our moms used to say, my wife says, uh, be nice. <laughs> my sister, my little sister, Angela, when she was little, she said, be ye kind, Alan, be ye kind. When we would have fights and stuff and I'd react <laughs> wrong. <laughs> like mom, All right. Ma- mama used to say, you know, if you don't, can't say anything nice, shut the f- up. that's funny yeah all right so well this has been the more about jesus podcast sure we're a couple old dudes from canada um i'm a grader danny's a mechanic um but we we've been reading the bible for most of our lives we got relatives that are pastors so we're not completely clueless here Mm -hmm. but we are trying to emphasize that this kind of conversation between regular Christians is every bit as powerful as listening to some expert. And I'm not discrediting experts or the educated ever. I would never do that. Um, but, but I think we can't just count on that. I think we got to work through some stuff because we're all indwelt by the same Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can guide our conversations 
our interactions, and especially when we tell our Jesus story. So that's what. So um, every other week, not it's not set in stone. Whenever we can arrange interviews, we do that. So right now, there's two of them up. Make sure you listen to those because they're just awesome Jesus stories, and they're formerly called testimonies, but. I like Jesus stories better. Jesus stories, or come have coffee yeah. with us one on one, and yeah, that kind of thing. So if you're interested, microphone, and you're gonna have to get a hold of us. How do you do all that stuff? Well, on this YouTube page. So if you're listening to the podcast uh, via Apple or Spotify or whatever, um, you're gonna have to probably jump to the YouTube or look for us on Facebook or Twitter and get a link to our discord because there's a more about jesus discord is the one i'm going to promote the most because it's i think the best way to get in touch with people and share things um on discord they don't uh, own your photos they don't have algorithms that uh, keep all your stuff and then uh you know uh whatchamacallit uh, send you commercials that like you don't yeah if you go on your amazon and go on discord there won't be ads for amazon on your discord yeah just saying and we've had some pretty good discussions on 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 our discord already so that's been awesome yeah so that's the place you're gonna want to go um on twitter we have a twitter handle at more about jesus 3 you can see it right on the board if you're watching it on youtube we have an email that you can email us at moreaboutjesus21 at gmail.com. Danny and I are each on Twitter. I'm at Alanon68. Daniel is at Danny Boy Dunbar. And we want you to be a part of this discussion. So, like I said, this evening was our first live chat. We've had three awesome ladies, sisters in our chat this evening that we're a part of our discussion we want you to be a part of it if you want absolutely um but that's about it so let's sign off uh thanks for being here until next time let's all do what we can to make our lives more about jesus and god bless everyone amen <laughs>